Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. And Sarah, I think I can almost smell the chlorine fumes coming off of you this morning. That's, they're pretty intense, right? Actually, though, uh, I'm impressed that you picked up that I swam, but uh, the pool I have been swimming in is a saltwater salinated. Is that the right word? For um, they supposedly don't use chlorine. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Although, oh, um, you, you think lovely. you think that sounds nice? I um, I don't know if oh. it's all that noticeable, but I yes. I, so I'm thinking maybe we need to call this another Mother Swimmer podcast or something like that because you've been swimming yeah, a lot lately yeah. too. Well, not not as much as well. I don't know how much you've been swimming, but I. I Getting there once a week is uh, pretty much what I can handle because I just find that the the preparation for swimming mm-hmm. is so feels so onerous the night before. Like when I was definitely you know training for Ironman, like I knew I had to get up and go, mm-hmm. so I you know I would put in the time. But it's like pulling together your suit and making sure you have flip flops so you don't have to touch the gross locker room floor and. You know, shampoo uh, and goggles and cap and, you know, and then I get there and I'm all dressed and then I forget my freaking goggles and that makes me <laughs> want to never swim again. And um, so I don't know. I mean, my, my pool, so, I mean, we've talked about my cesspool at 24 hour fitness before. I mean, it's, so you it's don't, warm, you don't, it's, you don't swim at, um, the, you don't swim at the university anymore? Uh, DU, D- D- University of Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, I I haven't since Iron Man, no, because I mean, there's no real reason. I mean, it costs. I mean, I, I belong to 24 Hour Fitness, mm-hmm. so, um, so that you know, that's a 25 yard pool, which is what DU is, unless I want to get up and be there at five or whatever it is when they've got the 50 meter open swim mm-hmm. going on. So, um, so I haven't been there, no. Oh and, gosh, uh, the, they also they have to get a punch card and all that. So, uh, I gotta um, say, the ap- again, it just feels onerous to me right now. <laughs> oh gosh, the appeal of swimming long distance, you know, be, long course, being able to swim a 50 meter, I almost might set the alarm that early. That that might be enough to get me out of bed. Um, I just, really? I've only done it a few times in my life. Um, once when I was, or a couple times when I was living in Boston, I swam over at Harvard's uh, Olympic sized pool. And then in San Francisco, occasionally um, the University of San Francisco would make their pool um, long course. And oh, I just think it's a dream. Oh my goodness. Um, so, <laughs> so no, not hard to please, are you, Sarah? <laughs> I, uh, Give me a couple more free health strokes and that's all I need. Um, yeah, no, I swim at, um, Molly, my running partner has been kind enough. She's a member of La Fitness as we call LA Fitness. And, um, it's really close to our houses. And so once you like, I don't know, sign your friend up, then you can bring in up to every member can bring two guests every time. So this morning she brought me and her oldest daughter Lane in to work out for free. So, um, she can do that all the time. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I can't, I can't go without her, but I mean, she says that she's some, don't tell, don't tell the people La fitness, but she says sometimes she'll just like go over, drop her two, you know, high school age daughters off if they want to work out. And then Molly will like cut out and the girls can stay there as long as she walks in with them. Um, then the, you know, it's enough of a ruse and she, she sneaks out some side door and the girls work out. So, wow. yeah. Wow. And it's, so it's a gym and it has a nice pool, huh? It is. It's, you know, um, it is cause there's a 20, Jack's a member of 24 hour fitness and uh, that pool looks really claustrophobic and I think maybe it's 25 <laughs> yards long, but it's really, really narrow and narrow yes. lanes. Oh, goodness. Yes, that must be their business. They're not their business plan, their engineering plan. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So no, so the the pool at La Fitness has quite wide lanes actually for a gym, um, and you know it sort of depends on what time you hit it up. Today I had I only had to share a lane for I don't know 
two-thirds of my workout. But then when I was getting out, there was basically a line to get in to the pool. Yeah. Oh, isn't that the worst? Oh. Like, I try to time it. Oh. I really try to time it. Like, the other Saturday, I went I went before a holiday party, and I was like, okay, it's like one in the afternoon. No one's going to be there. I get there, and there's already so, – so that they have three lanes, and really you can have two person in each lane. So yeah. six people max can be in the pool if everybody's mm-hmm. swimming lanes, which – I mean, swimming, swimming laps. Um which isn't always the rule. Like there's a lot of bouncing and kind of noodling and, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I, I get that. And I uh-huh. once shared a lane, I was definitely put in my karmic place. Um, <laughs> this man who was um, not the smallest man ever. Uh-huh. And, um, and he, and we were in the, the, the narrowest lane. I mean, it's hard to swim side by side in that. Oh, yeah. um, and he was, he was bouncing around and stuff and having a, um, doing his workout and, and so I was like, Dimity, get over yourself. You know, I'm like, I'm like basically like scraping my knuckles against the side of the pool, but sure. that's okay. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and so finally I, we stopped at the same time and I said, Oh, doesn't the water feel good? He goes, yeah, I really, really love it. And, um, and I'm like, yeah, I do too. And, uh, and then later I saw him bouncing along and he has this huge scar, oh. um, down his back. Like he'd had some kind of very significant back surgery. And I'm sure that that was the only thing he could do. And here I am like yeah. getting pissed that, you know, I have to share my lane. So yeah, that was a good little lesson for me um what was i gonna say oh, it was that oh, saturday that, afternoon yeah so what oh no that's what i was gonna i was gonna remind you where you were in your story oh yeah that saturday afternoon i get there and I, I think no one's gonna be there and again it's like so many people and then they and then you never know like um, I mean, I just kind of jump in. I say, you know, can I share your lane and just mm-hmm. get in and go, you know? But yeah. then I'm like, oh, do there are certain people out on the bench? Are they like, are they like coming out of the sauna right. and just sitting on the bench, or are they in line? But if I, if I ask them if they're in line and they are, then that means that I'm being pushed back to like number five. And oh, I like, know, I know. Oh. That's that's what I find. The the to me, I don't I don't find it challenging to get ready to go to the pool. I mean, I I keep a gym my swim bag ready to go, and um, the only thing I um, have to remember is to bring a towel because you don't get a towel at La Fitness, and that's kind of crucial um, rather than using paper towels to dry off after a shower. And, um, and so, but then the whole te- the tension the night before of <gasps> are there going to be people there? Is it going to be really crowded? Like, well, and so we kind of worked it. We get there at. Um, Oh, today we got there at about 10 after 7. So I was thinking, like, miss the before work crowd and maybe the kind of retirees coming in to do their, you know, deep water walking or something like that. And I I timed it pretty well because, man, it was just a a mob scene at, at, you know, I don't know, 8 o'clock or whenever it was that I left. So, um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just love the feeling of being in water. I'm such a Pisces. And it just feels so good to propel myself through water. I just adore it. Yeah, um, I, I like it too a lot. I mean, I definitely I, I feel that way. And when I I like always like it's almost like you know when I say like put yourself in the last mile of a run when you mm-hmm. don't want to go and say how good you feel. Like mm-hmm. I'm almost like okay, can we remember how much you like this? Because I mean, I feel like for all the sports that I do, like that is my most natural. Mm-hmm. You know, like because I'm so tall and because I've got upper body strength to a degree. Like I just you know I just feel like God, I could just go go go. And you got um, you got those paddles, yeah. those natural paddles of yours. So, you know, your, 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 your hands are a little bigger than most women's. And it was funny this morning, um, the woman that I was sharing a lane at one point, we both kind of pushed off at the wall at the same time. I'm like, okay, Sarah, you know, try to lengthen it out, you know, get a long stroke, blah, blah, blah. And then at one point I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is how Dimity feels, like really long through the water. And um, yeah, so yeah. sometime I'd like to have like a... Virtual... So do you, swim, do you swim straight on? Like, do you just swim for half an hour or do you do little sets or what do you do? Um, well, so I'm still recovering from Philly and I'm giving myself the Philly Marathon I'm giving myself lots of time to recover like I'm not rushing my recovery phase mm-hmm. and um so you know I um I'll kick for a little bit and then um I do you know freestyle and I'll uh do breaststroke and I have a pull buoy that I actually bring to the gym because they don't have any accessories at LA Fitness not even kickboards um, so, um, and then sometimes, yeah, that free, that, that free pool that I get to swim in, let me get indignant <laughs> that they're not giving me stuff. Yeah, too. Right. <laughs> um, and so then, um, then, I mean, sometimes I'll do hundreds or that type of thing, but no, usually I just do, I, I don't, I don't get in there and swim freestyle for 30 minutes straight. I break it up with whether it's yeah. backstroke or, you know, um, breaststroke or whatever, pull, 
whatever. Do, do you keep track of your laps though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I count. Like how far you swim. I count to, um, you know, I don't count one, two, three. I count, you know, 50, 100, 150. So um, uh-huh. yeah, I swam 2,000 yards today. So. Oh, very. Well, that was very good. I wasn't. I wasn't going to ask, but I mean, I'm just curious. About, just because I get definitely feeds into my OCD tendencies with numbers, you know. Because I'm always like, okay, this, you know, I don't know, just the 25, 50, and then it just, you know. I don't know yeah, I don't. I don't count it. 25. You have a lot of time in your head. Oh then. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I usually think just 50, 50, 50 a couple times during that one, then 100, you know. So I don't think I don't slice it down by 25. So, um, you know, uh-huh. you know. So I say the same number for two laps. <laughs> but then sometimes I will be like, wait, wait, is this 150 or 200? I don't remember doing that many, you know, uh, flip turns. So it must only be 150. Yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah, just silly yeah. thing. Cause I thought, I mean, what does it really matter if I get out of the pool after 1950 or 2000? Like in the big scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but still it matters in your head. You like, like, like a nice and round. So you're a flip turner, huh? You can, I, you like to flip turn. Oh, do you, you must flip turn. Goodness. I, I know how to, but I don't um, oh. actually with my uh, back anymore. Uh. I stopped doing it. Yeah, just because it just, I just, it hurt too much. Or maybe it didn't hurt. That. Somehow my back was hurting after oh, I swam. And so I was like, oh, that's okay. So your fault. It was a, this was a while ago. And I just decided, you know, I'm not competing. Like, and, you know, so it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. um, so no, I don't do flip turns anymore. I haven't done them for, I mean, I didn't do any when I was training for Ironman. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's been a while. Maybe that's, um, you know, maybe that's why I like, um, I don't have the prettiest flip turns in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I usually don't get turned around too much, but sometimes like today I was definitely not getting, sometimes not getting close enough to the wall. And then, so I would only like be able to push a tiny bit with my toes rather than the full of my foot. Oh, I hate that. Oh, that's the worst feeling. You straighten out your legs and there's nothing there. You're like, oh, whiff, whiff. Definitely. That happened a number of times this morning. So, um, so I don't know, maybe that's why I like a 50 meter pool because then there aren't as many flip turns. Um, yeah. yeah. So no, I taught myself how to, you know, I taught myself how to swim for real. And then I taught myself how to do flip turns because I come from a long line of people who swim with their heads above water, turning with every single stroke. Um, like it's like, we're something out of, I don't know, a 1900. Yes. Mm -hmm. My dad. So my dad was an avid, avid swimmer, swam every day. And, um, I come by my exercise addiction with his head out of the water. Okay. (laughs) And so that, and so that he, you know, like a lot of men, um, he is also, isn't super buoyant in his lower half. And so he would just like be kind of like a slash mark through the water, (laughs) just pulling himself along and uh, just not, his legs were just dead weight, literally dead weight. And so turning his head every stroke and then, as a result, he got a massive neck. He got just super, super muscular. Like, was his neck just like, oh, I can't imagine. It must have hurt. It was. And so, um, so my dad, um, he worked at IBM headquarters, and so um, for his pretty much most of his career, and so he had to wear, you know, a suit with a tie and a button-down shirt. And so, you know, it was back in the day when you would buy a shirt by like seventeen and a half. 36 or I don't know something you know the way you measure a a dress shirt I don't do people buy dress shirts these days I don't know and so (laughs) I remember my mother kept on having to be like Charlie if you don't stop swimming like that we're just going to have to get your shirts custom made and because his neck size just kept going up and up and up and so so as a result then he became like a really powerful chewer and I remember one time he like drove one of his fillings, probably one of his gold fillings, up into his nasal cavity because he was like chomp, chomp, chomp. Because <laughs> his neck was so strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, wow. um, you know, that but affects he, your teeth. Well, just you know, he just got the whole. Just everything was super powerful from the neck up. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad also in the day, he had massive biceps. I mean, he was a, my dad was really buff in the day, um, except (laughs) with spindly legs. But um, so anyway, so yeah, I I swam like that. Um, And then when I was living in San Francisco at a, and working at a job at a magazine called City Sports, we got, you know, on our just pittance of a salary, we did, however, get um, free gym membership at a quite a nice uh, boutique type gym south of market and um so they had an outdoor pool 
and very you know wasn't big but I guess maybe it was 25 yards long but it was um but it was outdoors and I love swimming outside and so I was like I am going to use this pool and so I um read a book by I think a woman named Jane Katz and it's called Swim 30 Laps in 30 Days and so I read the book and taught my you. I know it's so unlike me and so I taught myself how to put my face in water and alternate breathe and then, um, wow. yeah, and then I joined a master's swim team and, um, and, but then I still didn't know how to do flip turns and the coach, we have a very serious coach. She's like, you got to learn how to do flip turns. So my first husband and I went to a club med and, um, there was a pool there and some, somehow I made friends with somebody who taught me how to do flip turns in an, ex- an exceptionally hot pool in Mexico <laughs> at a club med. <laughs> Talk about the size of a footprint. You're like, stroke. Okay. So, so that's the story of my swimming. <laughs> so wow. I'm a- that's pretty cool that you taught yourself from a book because I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's not something that you can kind of learn from a book really, you know, I mean, most people are so much better off with an hour with, you know, a coach above mm-hmm. water kind of teaching them. Mm-hmm. Well, so then I got, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen me swim. I'm, I'm not a great swimmer, but, um, you know, I, I, can hold my own, but, um, but so you then can put your head underwater, right? Though, so that's, that's right. a step in the right direction. And then, um, and then I, I learned a lot from being in that master's team. And then, um, then when I lived in San Francisco, actually, believe it or not, Dim, that I did some open water swims and I, I did this awesome, this whole show will not be about swimming, but I, I do like reminiscing. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I did, um, I did this awesome, awesome two mile lake swim in this um, lake called Whiskey Town Lake, which is out near Mount Shasta in Northern California. And um, the Olympics one of Pablo Morales, who was H-O-T, was at that thing. And this was, I think, maybe before or after he'd, I don't know, like I knew who he was and he was there and he mm-hmm. you know won the whole race. And um, it was just really, really exciting because it was, that was enough of a, th- um, the race itself was enough outside my comfort zone to be a real thrill for me. Like I don't like, mm-hmm. you know, rock climbing or black diamond skiing or any of that. That's way too, um, you know, sheer on nerves for me. But doing an open water swim, that's like, outside of my comfort zone yet doesn't freak me totally out so that's cool yeah that's it's funny when i've been theme of my foot i'm like well maybe i should get into you know like long distance swimming oh, but yeah. i don't yeah. know it seems that that's a long time to be in the water yeah you know my um one of my good rowing friends um elizabeth she swam the english channel and um she uh goodness the swim she would have to do off san francisco my gosh she'd be in the water for like nine ten hours and just swim from yeah like downtown san francisco you know the, like near fisherman's wharf to i don't know like san mateo california like she'd swim out the gate and then down the coast it was and you know obviously have a boat oh. a boat with her but it was just like oh you know it's like when people are like oh yeah i did a 30 mile training run for my ultra and it's like you know, they describe where they ran, and you think, "Oh, that's a really long way to go." <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, so this show is not to talk about uh, reminisce about my swimming races, but it's um, it's uh, to reflect back on 2014 running races. And Dimity, you wisely brought up that you and I did not do a, a ton of races that we haven't already talked about on the podcast. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was trying to think about the races that I've run this year. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 first of all, it just seems like forever ago, you know, like <laughs> January of 2014, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we did we did Tinkerbell first, right? Yes. Was that right? Yes, we so did, that in Jan- did that in January. Yep. We did uh, Princess and I did the Glass Slipper Challenge in February. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to train for a half Ironman and didn't. And then, um, so my next race was Pikes Peak, and that was in August. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then you got that's, injured. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was supposed to do Philadelphia. So, um, yeah, then looking at it, I did three this year. And I, I, you know, if you asked me what, I mean, I remember we wore in the Disney races, but particulars of the race, not so, not so uh, clear anymore. I remember that you wore one of our lifestyle tees in the 10K part of the Glass Slipper Challenge, and 
you just it was just soaked by the time you were done racing it down in florida it was so humid oh my gosh it was so humid <laughs> good race yeah. good yeah. race photos with the with the mother runners that you ran it with but it was like oh look dimity's shirt is not quite the light color pink it was when she started out <laughs> uh, the good news is i didn't paint it out i just swam through the whole thing so it just looks like it was you know that color not yeah. like me sweating so that's good yeah yeah dark raspberry um yeah because so i had also had tinkerbell princess and then i had that half marathon bridge of the gods that was just a travesty that um that i um i don't know over electrolyted and and uh had to walk parts of it and um but got the bad race out of the way because then had my my boston qualifying marathon and then had philly and so yeah that brings me to today so so that's five yeah so that's almost a you know one race every other month but um but yeah when you run like a mother uh it's hard to run races like a mother right (laughs) yeah so there was there was that writing that book thing and that took that took several months that that took a little time yeah that took a little time so yeah so instead of reliving the races that we've kind of already relived um we wanted to hear from you guys and hear about your best and maybe worst race moments do we have some worst race moments or tmi moments in here sarah or is it all all just winning victories oh there's a couple there's some poignancy in here i don't know that exactly that they're um bad races so to speak yeah i don't want bad races but it's all everyone loves a good race story right the Mm -hmm. time that you like grab the vaseline think it's goo and and eat it (laughs) we like those kind of stories alas we don't have Um, one of those but that would be good Alas, alas. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll make that up. I ran a 5K in July, and I was really hungry. And um, but actually, our first one is Sarah with an H from Connecticut. Maybe this is your story. Sarah. Well, I know. I, I like to call in and pretend, put on voices. <laughs> Hi, this is Sarah from Middletown, Connecticut. I have two kids, and I'm calling with my best race moment of 2014, which had a lot of great race moments. But Middletown had its first half marathon this past April, so it was a great race and a great day for it. All of my running friends were together at the start, um, and we just had a phenomenal beginning to the race and a great, beautiful, sunny day. Um, I finished with my first sub-two half ever, and my friend Irene, who's an EMT, met me at the finish line, and my dad was also able to run, so I got to walk with him over to the massage tent. We met Jeff Galloway. It was just an all-around incredible day, and I'm so looking forward to the Middletown half in 2015. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. I just love hearing the the emotion in her voice as she even just recounts it to us. That's awesome. I know her friend, the EMT, I'm like, I hope she didn't have to resuscitate you. That would be a good race story, too. Um, No, that's that's great. That's great. Yeah, I I think she might be in the Middletown Chamber of Commerce. What do you think? (laughs) Oh, I know exactly. It definitely seemed like a promo for that race. I'm impressed that in a first-year half marathon that Jeff Galloway would be there for it. So Maybe um, because he lives in Atlanta, doesn't he? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't yeah, hmm, yeah. I don't know. Um But that sub that first sub to our half, that always feels so good and mm-hmm. um and just makes makes your training seem just totally worth it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, to meet that to meet that time goal that you've been striving for for a long time is always very powerful and fulfilling. So that's exciting. Exciting. So let's go on to our next And then we go from Connecticut to Oregon. Yep. So this oh. is basically Sarah's favorite places. We're just touring. Yes. Next up is Detroit. I mean, Sarah needs to do grab a new car. So anyway, we've got Cindy from Oregon. Hi, my name is Cindy, and I am from Beaverton, Oregon. I have two kids, uh, one in middle school and one in elementary school. I am calling to reflect on some 2014 races. Um, this really wasn't the year for me. This was a year of healing. Um, getting over plantar fasciitis um, in both my feet and um, just kind of learning how to be a supportive runner, a supportive um, friend. And um, while running Tinkerbell with you two ladies was a ton of fun, um, it it kind of put the nail in the coffin on my plantar fasciitis. So I spent a long time healing, and um, my goal race this year was my Cascade Lakes Relay with my, with my team of girlfriends, and it was an amazing moment to run through um, – that's such a beautiful part of Oregon with some beautiful women in my life. Um, and my other really important moment of 2014 was um, giving back to another um, best running friend of mine, Melanie, who completed her first marathon at Portland, and I was honored to be able to run about four miles of it with her um, and cheer her on and get her through that 
really, really ugly wall. And so 2014 wasn't really a year all about me. It was a year about my friends and a year of healing, and I'm really, really looking forward to 2015. Thanks, ladies. Um, Happy New Year. Bye. That's sweet. I think that Cindy's going to be, I think that's going to be my year of 2015 is healing and uh, continuing to support other women. I mean, you know, that's how it's shaping up right now. And that's great that you can have such a great attitude about it. I know it made me get, you know, we we know Cindy, we've actually had Cindy on the podcast um, and uh, got made me get a little teary listening to her talk because I know how much she cares about her running friends and how sincere she is in her support and uh, the joy she draws from seeing them reach accomplishments. So that's really a beautiful thing to be able to move outside of yourself and um, the situation you're in and support other friends. Um, and I know Absolutely. She, I, I know, and I like that image of running with her beautiful women through beautiful mm-hmm. countryside or whatever. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's out near out near Bend in the high desert. It's it's uh, quite beautiful out there. And um, so yeah, so that is that is awesome. Way to go, Cindy! And we hope that you are um, that your feet are on the mend. You got to use some of those uh, trigger point therapy products, and so um, we have a video of her. And so hopefully those helped her get over her plantar fasciitis. So yeah, so next we are going to go to uh, Detroit. Hi, my name is TC Glasshelty. I'm calling from the Metro Detroit area. Um, I'm a mama of four. And my reflection for 2014 races would be my first half marathon completed in September at the Detroit Women's Half. Um, I'm actually disabled. I developed fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome five years ago, and I was bedridden for over two years. Um, Being able to get my health back and running has helped with that. And uh, I've had to fight all the way. And uh, the race was no different. Mile nine took a lot of casualties. And uh, I developed severe IT band issues um, at that time. And uh, had to fight literally for every step to finish the race, but I did. And uh, hopefully now, if I get my orthos, go ahead. We'll be training for my first full in 2015. So, all right, thanks for listening. Wow. Wow, that puts everything in perspective, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, TC, for some perspective. I mean, that's, I, I you know, obviously you don't wish uh, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue on anybody, but to see somebody rally like that and kind of put into words how, you know, you fight literally for every step um, is just, I don't know, it, it definitely, yeah, makes me feel like, um, Again, like this <laughs> swimming in a lane, you know, you're like, oh, wow, I'm really like good at my na- my own navel gazing. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh, yeah, dimity perspective. That might be OK, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so good for you, TC. I-, I hope that you do get the OK for the-, the full marathon. And if not, you know, you've still got a lot of miles in you. And um, and that doesn't mean that if it doesn't happen next year, it won't happen ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that uh, the Detroit women's half is a great race. We actually had. Um... Uh, another mother runner ambassador there and um, she just said it had a really great vibe and we know the organizers and um, that was a great first half marathon to pick so um, uh, you rocked it TC so congratulations so now we are um, headed back east to New York hi I'm Heather Blakely from Hurley New York and in 2014 I completed my first 10k and my first half marathon after running for about a year um sorry it's just i never thought i'd be a runner and to complete a 10k and a half is just amazing to me so 2015 i'm doing three half marathons um in march april may but it all started in august 2013 when i started running with my neighbor and by september 2014 i did the maple leaf half in vermont thanks so much bye Oh, we need we need a disclaimer. Oh, we, we, we need a disclaimer <laughs> before this. I mean, there's a there's a box of tissues in the studio, but they're out of arm's reach, and I, I'm going to have I to. Know. Get... <laughs> I know I can grab mine, but I might grab my whole like take my whole like headphone microphone situation down with me because uh grab take my laptop down. But wow, wow, that's I mean, gosh, you know, like that's just why I love running so much is that it it brings you to this point of 
you just know that your well is so much deeper than you ever thought it mm-hmm. went, you know? Mm-hmm. And th- th- I don't, I just don't know if there's anything else out there that is just so accessible and tangible mm-hmm. and so meaningful. You know, I mean, I know everybody thinks that their sport is the best sport and, you know, all sports are definitely good, but, you know, it's hard to join a basketball team when you're 35 and a mother of two, you know, like, but well, you can her- go out and change your life with, you know, a mile. And just, and the, that her, I love that her neighbor, asked her to join her and that, you know, so it sounds like even something that Heather maybe wasn't consciously thinking about or, or maybe the neighbor just saw something in her that knew what, what running would mean to Heather. And so to be able to, to, you know, to, to pass along that gift to someone and to share that with them. And, you know, it's just. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com. Dot com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. It's powerful stuff, and, and um really pleased that people are sharing with us. Um, yeah. And she got to run in Vermont. That brings back, you know, if we want to talk about my race from, uh, um, gosh, I lived in New York. So it was probably like 1998. We could flash back to that. <laughs> Sarah, Did you go to Sarah, my sister who uh-huh. lived in Burlington at the time or outside of Burlington. Um, there's a, it was called the leaf peeper, I think the leaf peeper half. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, we just, uh, we, I still have my shirt. I love that shirt. It's a <laughs> Kelly green cotton shirt. Um, so you would have balked Sarah, but, um, and it's, you know, it's that I love Vermont. Oh, uh-huh. uh, this is, I love Vermont across the front, you know, with a heart. And mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I love Vermont and I love that shirt. Um, so anyway, so uh, Vermont's nice. a good place to run. Nice. Nice. I love that. Even then you were traveling to run with sassy, um, just like, yeah. oh, just, yeah. just like the race that kicked off another mother runner that, you know, she was by your side when you ran Nike women's in 2007. So I did not know that you all had a history of, um, racing together. That's nice to know. Um, yeah. so next we're going to your home state, Dimity. Minnesota. <laughs> Hi, this is Kathy from White Bear Lake, Minnesota. I run with a group called Moms on the Run. I came to running a little later in life in my mid fifties. But my, I had my most memorable run this year. I did um, my first half marathon in Big Sur, and I did it with my youngest daughter, who's 31, um, and we did it a week after she was married in Denver. Um, she could have taken off, and oftentimes I told her, please go ahead and eat. And she's like, no, Mom, we signed up for this together, and we are finishing together. So we crossed the finish line together, um, two hours, 18 minutes, and it was very memorable. Thanks. Oh, I just, 
is so awesome. Imagine, I imagine them getting to run, you know, along the most gorgeous scenery. Big Sur is just such a beautiful place to run. And just, I, I bet they just got to recount the wedding and all of the things that each of them had seen and experienced at the wedding and share those details with each other. I mean, what a great way to be able to, you know, download and share the experience further, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you'll, do you think you'll ever run a half marathon with Phoebe or Daphne? Oh, I daydream about that all the time. Oh, I would love to run. I envision it'll happen with Daphne. Um, but who knows? Maybe Phoebe will surprise me. But, um, oh, yeah, I, I definitely see that. I, I don't – the one thing when I read this uh, synopsis um, that our producer put together before the show, I was like, oh, like did the did the daughter like go off on her honeymoon and come back to run this race? Or like did she honeymoon in California and then meet up with mom? Like I just want to know the whole backstory on this. So Oh, sure. And because I was going to say maybe they, you know – but they're from Minnesota. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe that they lived in California and they went after or something like that, oh. but or maybe they skipped a honeymoon. Oh, or maybe the, like maybe I mean, the daughter Kathy lives in rocks, California. You know, she's a, a rocking kind of woman, you know, she started running in her fifties. So maybe they defy tradition in that family and take a honeymoon a year later or something. Right. Or the whole family went on the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that they shared a yurt. <laughs> Kathy, how was your yurt in Big Sur with your newlywed yes. <laughs> daughter? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so, and then we will stay in California for this next call. Going back to Hi. Cali. My name is Kathleen. I live in Redlands, California, and I have a two-year-old daughter. Um, my most memorable race of the year was definitely the Long Beach Marathon, my first marathon, which I ran on October 12th. Uh, not so much for the race itself, oddly, but because of how transformative the training process was for me. Uh, so in the spring, I applied to run as part of the Bammer team for Ragnar Napa Valley, and I was picked as the alternate. So I was really psyched, but it's kind of a funny position to be in. Um, I had to be in good shape just in case I was needed, but I also really needed a personal goal to chase just in case I didn't get to run with the group. So in a moment of insanity, I programmed the Train Like a Mother Finish It plan into my phone calendar, and I just started. I never looked too far ahead. I just checked my workout the night before. I got up and I did it. Uh, I didn't even register for the marathon until about two, three weeks before it. Um, and it turned out to be the worst possible time in my life to train for a marathon. Um, the week I started the plan, I also interviewed for and got a new job. Um, I found out that I would have to take the last two classes for my MBA over the summer while training. And then to top it off, my family moved to a new house. So it was really hectic, but those runs became the only time in my day when I could be alone with my thoughts, and I really needed that, that sense of accomplishment that those hard workouts brought me, you know? Um, so the marathon itself went fantastically. I, I ended up negative splitting. I finished in five hours and 23 minutes, give or take. Uh, the whole experience just made me so grateful. Um, I'm glad I got to train virtually alongside my Ragnar team, even though I couldn't run with you guys. Um, I'm grateful I had running to keep me grounded and help me cope with a really tumultuous time in my life. Um, and I have no idea when I'll be able to do another marathon, but I know that I definitely will one of these days. Um, so thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Wow. Oh, it's so nice to hear her voice. I know. That, that's great. I guess she was really, I mean, so the way that we set up our Ragnar teams, I, 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 we should have said at the beginning, we also did Ragnar. Those, those were two races that oh, we yeah. did. Yeah. That adds to our pile. Yeah. Um, is we set up just a private Facebook page once we pick the women. And um, and so Kathleen was on that page. And I I mean, it's it's definitely an awkward position to be in because, like she said, she had to kind of ready to be ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, kind of not wish, but still kind of wish someone gets injured so that she can go, you know? Right, right. Um, so it's, it's, it's not a fun position to be in. And um, it, she, it sounds like she made the best of it and actually probably took her to a place she wasn't expecting to go. I know. And I love that it's almost like she walked into it backwards or something, the way that she, yeah. you know, that, that she kind of only did the, looked one day ahead, you know, with the workout as it was planned, came up on her phone. Oh, that's what I got to do. So, um, yeah. so, but then when she says, oh, I don't know when I'll ever do a, another marathon, it's like, oh my goodness, Kathleen, if you could do a marathon while, while moving, taking two classes, you know, starting a new job, please. I mean, you could train for a marathon anytime. <laughs> I mean, exactly. when, is, when are there going to be more speed bumps in your way than there were this year? 
<laughs> I know, and I love it. I signed up two weeks before. Like that, that's awesome. You know, like oh, hey, I think it's time to sign up for the marathon. I've been training for four months for. <laughs> I know. You always wonder who are those people who sign up right before a race, and um, race or Kathleen from California. <laughs> yeah, they are. Kathleen from California. <laughs> I mean, when I did um, Victoria, you could register the day before. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, way to leave things for the last minute there, folks. Um, but yeah, yeah. no, maybe they're all leaving the door open though, because they were injured or whatever, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, I bet you that's more the, the rule than the exception. I mean, I think what, you know, the, 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 the races that get all the press, you know, like New York and DC and Chicago and mm-hmm. Boston, like, of course those are going to sell out, but I bet you most races are, you know, there are a couple slots. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would sort of depend. I know that, um, yeah, I mean, but then there's, I don't know, it's, it all is so willy-nilly. You can never tell, like, I know the Portland Half Marathon sells out months and months ahead of time. And um, huh. so... Well, uh, and, and the Philadelphia, I guess, was sold out, too. We learned yes. that. So, yeah, yeah, I guess it, I mean, whatever. It's just, it's just interesting that, um, yeah. that you think, you feel like they should all be sold out, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so good. Well, um, let's um, take a little vacation. Let's go to Cape Cod for this next call. Hi, ladies. Happy holidays. This is Nancy from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. I have two little girls, and I better get this message out before they find me hiding in my closet. I would say (laughs) this year has been a year for confidence building for me, ending with two awesome finishes, one at Ragnar Cape Cod, where I had the last leg on three hours of sleep in 10 miles all the way up to P-Town. Boy, did they throw in a deep hill at the end. And my last one was at Zuma Cape Cod, where I definitely found out I was stronger than I thought I was. Have a great rest of the year and happy new year. Oh, that's awesome. Nancy is an ambassador for Zuma. And um, so that's awesome that she had a great race and she dug deep and found out how strong she was. And Wow, ten, 10 miles at the end of a Ragnar. I can totally relate to that, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one that is that, you know, it's a bitch of a leg. There's no other way to say it. Like, on that, it's always the third leg, and there's always, yeah. what, you know, like at least it's a double digits, right? What was yours, 12 or 13? Uh, oh, look at you. You're building it up so much. You know, that's right. I was going to say 11, and suddenly when you said 13, I do seem to think it was longer than, now I'm thinking. I think it was a. I think it was it was longer 13. than a half marathon. I think marathon. Jody had 11. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking it might have been Fourteen point. I don't know. Now, now. Oh, it was a. It, it was this. You know, huge. It was, it was a, an ultra. It was one hundred twelve miles. To everybody on my back across the finish line. And the van. I had the van on my back too. Um, yeah. No. I'm. I'm not remembering how long it was, but it was mighty long and hot. And um, yeah. And I definitely discovered I was stronger than I thought on that race. But I mean, it's moments like that that then. I know I I hearken back to and um, when well that's the thing that's your yeah. highlight from the year right yeah yeah I mean, but but also so but cool I'm saying that it. I hearken back to it during races or during during training periods I know that um so when I was headed to Victoria um you know Bree uh, my coach was like you know Sarah remember how well you did at the end of Ragnar remember how, how you pulled that you know pulled pulled up your bootstraps and kept going and pushed hard and all that stuff and you know i think the my final mile in that race was the fastest mile i had on the whole ragnar experience so you know so then i just kept reminding myself of that and that that it's moments like that that then fuel future victories and future greatness and future strength because you know you just tell yourself well i did it back then and and i thought it was impossible before that and so anything is possible so you remember how much it hurt, and you're like, God, no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I, I see, I, I think of it, I mean, I, I definitely think of it as, like, a great a great year thing. You know, like, I think of it more as perspective on the year. Like, that's why you remember that race more than um, than the person, you know, the lessons you drew from it. But that's, you know, two sides to cut a great point, so. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. So um, let's head back to California, shall we? Hi, this is Megan. I'm calling from Elk Grove, California, just south of Sacramento. I have three kids, and I have a rather humorous moment that's never happened to me before. I've been running for about six years, and I had a friend mention before the start of Ragnar in September, oh, you know when you really just had too much to eat, but you couldn't go to the bathroom before you ran? Oh, and then you're totally running heavy. And I'm like, running heavy? No, I don't even know what that means. Oh, well, about 12 hours later into the Ragnar, I learned. I had the 3 a.m. run that was on the edge of Sonoma, and 
oh my heavens, my body was fighting me and there was nothing to save me. And I thought, you know what? There are too many people. No, actually, there's a gap. I'm the only person on this stretch of road. And so I ran up the hill in the rain because it was raining at 3 in the morning. And I ran up the hill and stood behind a bush and downloaded everything that my stomach was trying to let go of. And I took off my shirt and was running around in pants and sports bra thereafter, but then wiped myself dry and clean and left that shirt in the bushes. So that I could then proceed to wear my reflective vest and my sports bra and my pants. And I figured, you know, I don't usually run in just a sports bra, but it's 3 a.m. in the rain, and I don't think anybody else is going to notice. So I'm just going to trek on back down this hill. Oh, um, yes, here I am. I'm just the headlamp. And, oh, really, I just didn't kick off the hill. I'm, I'm going. And, oh, look at that. I'm not even off pace. Oh, I'm even moving a little faster. Anyway, I hope you guys chuckle out of that. But that was one of my more amusing moments from 2014. See you, ladies. Bye. Here we go. Megan bringing up the TMI. Yeah. That's great. The funniest part is, uh, so, you know, Alex, our producer, um, went in and transcribed a couple of these calls, and, and he said that she puked. Uh-huh. Um, I think, in fact, she did not puke, but had um, some diarrhea issues, right? Oh, no. That's, no. I mean, we, we both laughed over it, so I think I just make, to make it clear. Oh, you're so funny. I still, even listening to it, I still thought it was throwing up. But uh, oh. I don't know. Megan, if you're listening to this, please clarify. Did it come out? Which side did it come out? We need to know. Up or down, Inquiring up or down. We need to know. Yeah. Up or down. Yeah. Um, also, I love be- it. She's very industrious. I want her on my next Ragnar team. Also, though, because there is, I mean, it would lean toward your interpretation of the story because it sounded like she went off piste, that she did not just, you know, bend over the side of the, you know, the embankment or something and hurl but that she, you know, went up a hill that wasn't part of the race. So that would yeah, lead me to think yeah. that she, she um, dropped Yeah, because trail. if you're going to puke, you just bend over and go. You know, I mean, it's just, you unless know, she's de- especially unless if she's, it's raining, the, yeah. the rain is going to wash it away. Yeah, unless she's a delicate flower, you know, and then she wants to be a little, have a little more decorum than that, you know, maybe. Yeah. What? It's like she's not like you that just pees in the middle of the starting corral? <laughs> right. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. I might be saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I've gotten some props from that. Some people who read that have been like, Sarah, that is so awesome that you did that. <laughs> and your tombstone. She qualified for Boston and she peed in a starting corral. Yeah. She can pee anywhere. She can pee We're anywhere. So proud of her. Yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> I'm glad we got that got that clarified as to what would be on my tombstone. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're heading down south to Georgia. Hi, this is Jennifer from Rome, Georgia. I have four beautiful teenage children. My race highlight this year was being able to run the Boston Marathon in the Mobility Impaired Division. I quickly realized, however, I made two very rookie mistakes. First rookie mistake, took it out way too fast. My mind and body finally reached a truce, and I ran along until I hit mile 20 when I encountered rookie mistake number two. I began to have stomach issues and hit the porta potty realized there was no toilet paper in the porta potty and I had no toilet paper Ozzy. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. I love how she just just leaves us hanging. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe some other things hanging, but and you know, we, we don't know <laughs> she only had six miles left, man. That's nothing after you've run twenty. You know, you're smelling anyway, Jennifer. It's okay if you don't have toilet paper. I love that her mind and body made a truce. Yes, a I love that line, line too. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. The writers in us love that line. Yeah. Good job, Jennifer. Well, if you get to run Boston again, now you've learned your lessons. Write them down Mm -hmm. so you remember them next time. And so you remember your toilet paper and you remember to start slow. Mm -hmm. But um, but it sounds like you had a fun day anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's head north of the border up to Ontario. Hello, this is Jody calling from Kingston, Ontario, Canada. And I know we run to face our fears and blah, 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 but you never think a race will actually bring you face-to-face with your greatest fear, like literally. But that's what happened to me this summer. I was on the last leg of my first duathlon, a multi-sport race where you run and bike and run some more. The universe had not been kind to me that day. I was already totally out of my comfort zone on the bike, and it was pouring rain. It was so wet, my headphones didn't work on the run, and I actually had that thought, like, could this get any worse? And of course, then it did. So I was on an out and back 
run leg, the final one, just trying to finish this piece of a race when something caught my eye up ahead. A snake. Yes, a snake. Slithering <laughs> across the path, I stopped short. It stopped. Stalemate. Time kind of suspended, and I should mention, like, lots of other races were happening at the same time, and this was an out-and-back course, so it was completely bizarre that I was suddenly alone. I was terrified. I was angry. I knew I was losing time. I mean, despite my fear and paralysis, I was still aware I was, like, in a race and should be, you know, moving forward. But I couldn't. Um, so after, I don't know, maybe two or three minutes, I heard footsteps and the spell was broken. Suddenly people were coming towards me, people were up behind me. The snake slithered off um, and I was surprised to notice I was running again. So long story short, I did cross the finish line. I did get my medal. I didn't collapse into fetal position. So I'm calling it a victory, but what a test and definitely a memorable moment of my 2014 racing. That was that was Princess Jody, we should say, from that she was on our Ragnar team. And um, I'm surprised she didn't talk about her horrific third leg that we've already of the Ragnar that we've already alluded to that 11 miler that she had in the blaring heat and sun. So I guess yeah, the, the well, snake, I, the I snake trumped that it. private. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. On that private um, Facebook page, I asked them to chime in. I said, well, one of you guys can talk about Ragnar, but not all of you. Oh, and okay. I bet you that was like, that was like, so nobody decided, you know, they were like, oh, then I won't, then I won't. I'll do something else. So um, I love that Jody says, I finished and I got my medal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she loves her medal. <laughs> she loves her shiny things. Maybe the snake did too. Maybe that was it. She should have, you know, like sh- shook her little, you know, badass shoe charm that she probably had and be like, look. Look here, snake. <laughs> Leave me alone. I got bad, bad powers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's go to um, the city of motherly love, shall we, for this next one? Sure. Philadelphia. Hi, this is Jackie from Philadelphia. I have an almost four-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old stepson. Um, last year, I decided to run 14 races in 2014. It was really a lot of fun. I ended up running five five Ks, two five milers, two ten Ks, three halves, a fifteen K, and a twenty five K. Half of those were on the road, and the wow. other half were on the trails. But if I had to pick a favorite moment from twenty fourteen, it would have to be from during the Burdenhand Half Marathon that I ran in September in Amish Country, in Lancaster County. I'd been using the Train Like a Mother Own It plan, and I was hoping to PR at that race, but it turned out to be. 90 degrees that day and probably 100% humidity. So my time goal went out the window within, like, the first hour. But the sense of community around that race made it impossible not to enjoy yourself. As we ran by the Amish houses, people were on their ladders, spraying us with their hoses, and there were coolers full of ice every few miles. So, of course, I remembered SBS talking about ducking into Subway to grab ice in her hat during training for Victoria. So I went and I grabbed this big chunk of ice out of the cooler. And it was so big, and I was trying to, like, knock it against the side of the cooler to break it apart, but it wouldn't break apart. So I just shoved the entire thing down my bra. Now, I had kind of small boobs, so it looked like a triceratops with a huge ice horn jutting out of my bra, but I didn't even care. It made me laugh so hard, and I was refreshed, and I was able to reach in, grab the chunks, and take bites out of it. So it was like having a refreshing cooling system and a little snack for about two or three miles before it melted. And I finished the race having a great time, even if I didn't have a quote-unquote great time. But it was one of the best pieces of advice I think I've ever gotten for your podcast. So I'm an ice in the bra convert now. And um, on to the next year, half marathon, I will have my redemption race. So many happy miles to you and your listeners in 2015. Thanks. Bye. Yay. The ice in the bra convert. I love you, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anywhere you can stick it right yeah and i also love the image of the the triceratops <laughs> sticking out like yeah, a horn totally. from her chest yeah no so you know you got the ice it's like oh yeah I, i'll just you know i'm a little thirsty get a little ice in the mouth it, it works quite well it's multi multifunctional ice so that's awesome. There you go. Yeah. We'd yeah. be resourceful. Yeah. And it's also so important, as Jackie learned, to be able to really, you know, change your plans on the fly as the as the weather or the conditions necessitate, you know, because 
I don't know. It's one, you know, when you're running a race, if you haven't, if you don't use some of that time to like be like, okay, reevaluate, this is not going to be my fastest time, then, you know, I think the disappointment or the sense of letdown or whatever is less at when you see your finish time. Because, you know, if you, I don't know, just holding on to a goal that is impossible because of the heat or humidity, then, or, you know, the, or the cold or the ice or whatever it is, you know, then, then I don't know, it just kind of makes you not, um, be bummed at the finish line. So it sounds like um, Jackie, you know, kind of on the fly figured things out and, and ended up having a good time. So I like that attitude. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So we're going to head over to uh, the East Coast, Miss Maryland. Hi, my name is Ava and I live just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. I have six children. Um, my most memorable race moment ever came this year. I've never been a young mother runner. I started running in my early 40s. And while I love it for years, it didn't seem to love me. I went through a ridiculously repetitive cycle of cautiously building up endurance and distance only to be injured and start all over again. Starting again is a difficult process the first couple times you have to do it, but nearly two dozen restarts later, it's almost a crippling mind game. And a while ago, after multiple stress fractures, muscle strains, and numerous unexplained but debilitating pains, I found a physical therapist who was determined to help me run more than three miles, and now I'm 50 years old. With the help of that physical therapist and the unceasing encouragement of my husband, in the last 14 months, I've run seven half marathons and many shorter distance races. I was able to break the two-hour mark for the half, half marathon, and just one month ago, I crossed the finish line for my very first marathon with my biggest cheerleader, my husband, waiting to pick up the sobbing mess that he thought I would become. I didn't sob, though. I rejoice. I did it. It took the grace of God, the tenacity that he built into me, the help of my physical therapist and my amazing husband to get me there. But I crossed that finish line strong and fast and thrilled to finally be able to call myself a marathoner. And, of course, I used the Mother Runner Finish It Plan. Thank you, Dimity and Sarah. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Not not only do I love the 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 pride and the joy in in her voice when she talks about that, but I also I have to say I really love the the love and respect and gratitude that she shows toward her husband in that call. And and is it wrong? You know, it's like they have six kids together, and that yet she, and she is so you know she's obviously dedicated to her running, and yet it's nice to hear that she's also dedicated to the relationship she has with her with her spouse and and um, values that and and you know nurtures that as well as her running. So. And so for our last call, we are going to the heartland. We're going to Illinois. Hi, my name is Erin. I'm the mom of 10-year-old twins, and I live in Illinois. One of my best race moments of 2014 was the finish of the Big Sur Marathon. My cousin and I decided to train and run this bucket list race together. She's from flat Chicago, and I am from flat southern Illinois, so we knew we were in for a big challenge on the hills of California. Our only goal was to make the cutoff and not get pulled off the course. The race was tougher than we imagined, but we stayed strong. At about mile 23, we had enough time and we could have walked it in, but we stuck to our seven-minute run, 40-second walk intervals, and kept running. As we turned the final corner and saw the flags that lined the finish chute, we lost it. My cousin started hyperventilating. I broke into the ugliest of ugly cries, and yes, of course, the ugly cry was caught in a race photo. But we pulled ourselves together, and we finished strong with our arms in the air and smiles on our faces. We were so, so glad to have finished. And then we saw our husbands, and they were all smiley and cheery, and we just looked at them like, you guys have no idea what we have been through. Holy cow, that was hard. It only took a little while for the shell shock to wear off, and then we just could not stop smiling. We were definitely stronger than we thought we were that day, and I will remember it forever. That's love that. Love I, that. I love that. Um and I also love the humor that she's able to bring to the situation that her ugliest of ugly cries was captured in a race photo. <laughs> I just well first of all though look me back up. Okay, seven minute running and forty oh, seconds oh, I know. walking. I know. I mean that talk about being O C D with numbers, that would drive me crazy more than the marathon. Oh yeah, also We're because not only 14, because fourteen twenty do we walk or run. <laughs> right. That would be it. It would be the math equation. And you you could see like having one forearm with the splits written down wouldn't be enough. It would be like, wait, here's down my left calf and over here on my right knee and <laughs> <laughs> she looked like the tattooed woman. Um, but I just think that's awesome. And I also, um, I'm intrigued by how um, that several of these stories um, focus on Big Sur and just that 
And that sort of seems like a big bucket list goal because I'm thinking because um, that two mile hill that's from mile nine to eleven in that race. Um, well, and don't they have don't they have the piano? I mean, it's they such do. dramatic scenery. Don't they have a piano off on the cliff? They do right near uh, Bixby Bridge, which is this very dramatic uh, bridge that uh, goes over this um, you know gul- a ravine more like it. And um, so yes, there's a, a gentleman. Uh, dressed in a tuxedo, playing a, a grand piano that they've put out there on Highway One because it's a point-to-point course, and um, it's you know it's running along um, Highway One. So um, off to the runner's left is the Pacific Ocean with very dramatic drop-offs, and it is just it's stunning. It's it's by far the most beautiful marathon I've ever run. So that's probably why it's on everyone's list. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, this was this was a a grand idea you had, Dimity. This was way better than listening oh, to us, <laughs> us recount our our best. <laughs> race like, wait, oh wait, we ran Ragnar. That's right. Yeah, we did run Ragnar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we can't. Even, not only can we not talk about them again, we don't even remember all we did. <laughs> so we're we're useless. What good are we? So I say we make this an annual show that we have people. Call oh, I definitely them. think so. Yeah, yeah I love it. I yeah. love hearing the different victories and like the funny things and mm-hmm. the good things and the hard things. And yeah. I mean, it just it just solidifies everything that we we know and love about Mother Runners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's always a good thing. We yes. can always put another nail in that coffin, right? <laughs> yes, yes. There's a nail in a coffin. We know it's on my tombstone. Our work here is done, people. <laughs> <laughs> just all go die, okay? So, just kidding, um, just kidding, just kidding. But, in, but instead, go. how about you go like us on Facebook. Our page is Run Like a Mother, the book. Our websites are anothermotherrunner.com and motherrunnerstore.com on Twitter and Instagram, we'd love it if you'd follow us. We are at The Mother Runner. Our books, Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and Upcoming Tales from Another Mother Runner are available on Amazon. And whatever race you are running in 2015, many happy miles to you. And a happy new year. Happy new year.